Hello, ladies. My name is Eileen Bailey, and I've had the honor of serving in the Virtue Women's Ministry for the past 12 years. In those 12 years, I've been so ministered to through rich studies in the Bible and have seen the Lord do some great and mighty things in my life and the life of the women in the groups. I am a wife to my husband, James, who is our steadfast leader and, in my opinion, the best basketball coach in the nation. Together, we have four amazingly athletic and uniquely gifted sons. Kenneth, the tender-hearted muscle, is 17. Caden, our humble and finesse rock star, is 14. Crawford, the wise and comedic relief, is 12. And last, but certainly not least, our wild boy Kingston is 8. As you can imagine, there are no things of value in our home. We've either put them away or they've fallen victim to the boys' wrestling matches and or indoor basketball games. Our home is constantly filled with a sound of cousins, friends, schoolmates, and teammates. We are that house, and I have to tell you, we wouldn't have it any other way. Since I have no daughters of my own, the Lord blessed me with an amazing job where I get to coach not one, not two, but 17 varsity cheerleaders whom I love with all of my heart. I get to come alongside parents and reinforce the godly principles they are instilling in their home and for the next 18 minutes or so, I want to come alongside you. I want to encourage you in your walk as a parent and share some of the things God has shown me and placed on my heart. I've broken our time up together into three parts, anchored in the Word, transparency, and guidance through prayer and community. Ladies, if you remember nothing else about this message, I need you to remember this. It is so important for you and your children to be anchored in the Word of God. Why this emphasis, Eileen? Simply put, because as a believer and follower of Christ, we believe the Word of God to be the true and the supreme authority over our lives. It is the very thing we find hope, love, life, truth, guidance, instruction, correction, and redemption in. It is God's love story told to us in a very real and personal way, made up of perfectly imperfect people who were used mightily by the Lord. We read about David who was handpicked by God to slay the enemy of his people and lead the nation of Israel. We learn about Joseph who was thrown in a pit by his brothers, sold to slavery, falsely accused and imprisoned, and was ultimately used to save a nation. We glean and learn about beautiful Esther who was plucked from obscurity, the winner of a beauty contest who was placed in the king's palace for such a time as this and used to speak up for her people, sparing the lives of many. Deuteronomy 6.6 6 reads, And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. As parents, it's our primary job to pour the word into our children every chance we get, so that as they get older, the depths of the stories grow. They become more personal and applicable. As they have been depositing into their spiritual account, those truths and lessons have now rooted themselves in their hearts. They know who God says they are. They are anchored in His Word, and when the time is right, they're able to withdraw from that account. They're able to combat the spirit of confusion with His truth. When they fall short of the glory, they're able to be convicted and reconciled to Him. When popular culture says you're the opposite of what God has called and intended you to be, they will be firm in their faith, unshakable, unmovable, and fully equipped to swim against the current of the world.
You know, the culture teaches the opposite of what the word says. Popular culture tells us to raise up an army of hashtag girl bosses, girls who rule the world by putting boys in their place. If we're being honest, we can see how this worldview has trickled its way into the modern-day church. We've made biblical Rosie the Riveters out of women like Deborah, taking bits and pieces of a very powerful story to fit a modern-day narrative, to feed and encourage girls and women in their flesh and not the spirit missing the entire point of the story of why Deborah was raised up in the first place. Today's culture does what it can to emasculate our boys and men. The gender lines have been so blurred. When we center our children in God's word, we are able to empower them to be who he has made them, made in his image with a very specific function and purpose, and that is a beautiful thing. So as we're pouring the promises, principles, and truths of the word, we start to see fruit. Practically speaking, how can we anchor our kids in the word? How do I pour into them? What does that look like? Yes, we can use Veggie Tales and other cartoons to pour into them when they're little, but there's something so special and so sweet about reading the word with them. When they're younger, it could be taking a few minutes before bedtime to read a Bible story and getting them to connect and understand the context by asking questions. When they get older, shoot for a verse a day. You know, we have a tradition in our home that started with my father-in-law's father. He said that every time you feed your body, you should also feed your spirit. So after we pray over the food, we go around and each share a Bible verse. Now, my husband is one of 14 children, and there are 36 nieces and nephews. So when we have a large family get-together, you need to come prepared with a few verses because someone saying the verse you were thinking is inevitable. This is a simple and tangible way to get your kids in the Word, hearing the Word, and memorizing Scripture. As you're daily pouring the Word into them, you start to see little pieces of fruit. And as I mentioned earlier, we're a basketball family through and through. Many weekends you'll find us in a gym. A few Sundays ago, the boys had played a couple early morning games. If we left the gym at that very moment, we would have had just enough time to make the service. The boys, my nephew, and their friend were ready to go from the court to church in gym clothes. I immediately shut down the notion of showing up in sweatpants, tournament t-shirts, sweaty socks, and slides. Ladies, the stench was real. There was no way I could let them show up like that, sweaty, smelly, and looking like you just rolled out of a gym because you did. The reply back from the boys was not only priceless, but extremely convicting. They said, doesn't the Bible teach come as you are? This is the best we have right now. We don't want to forsake the worship and message just so we can look good. We'd rather be on time, worshiping God, and being fed the word. That's what Jesus would want us to do. And you know what? They were right. They knew what the word had to say, and that gave them the confidence to speak truth. And let me tell you, that truth was humbling. And on that humble note, ladies, I can't stress enough how important it is for us to be humble and transparent with our kids. Transparency becomes particularly important in those teen and preteen years. Jesus spoke in Matthew 7, 1 through 5, saying, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove that speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite, 
First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. In this passage, Jesus is not saying we're not to ever judge. In fact, we are called in Scripture to righteously judge, especially as it pertains to our children. But the key here is humility. We have to remember all of the logs God has removed from our eyes. This is not to give a green light to our children to make the same mistakes we have made, but an important part of helping them in their walk. Deuteronomy 4, 9 says, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and grandchildren. Listen, at some point, they're going to realize we're not perfect. We need to be mindful that we're not painting ourselves in an unattainable picture of perfection that does nothing more than cause frustration, burden, shame, and ultimately break trust. We've all made mistakes, lost our temper, and have done things that we're not especially proud of. Now, I'm not saying we glorify our past and speak to our kids about our shortcomings without age-appropriate discretion, but as the Spirit leads, share what God has done in your life and the things He's brought you through. God so beautifully laid out what transparency looks like in His Word. From cover to cover, we read the good, the bad, the ugly, and how God redeems it all. That's what makes Jesus so real and personal. He sees, He knows, He cares, and understands. He sympathizes with us. He has felt everything we have felt. What's more encouraging to a child or a teen than when we are able to comfort them with the same comfort we have been comforted with? Listen, moms of preteens and teens, we can't ignore their practical needs. We need to get in there and have what's considered taboo conversations with them about sexuality. They're going to have these conversations and hear it from someplace. Let that someplace be you. Our teens are way past the point of not wanting to know why, because I said so is simply not good enough at this point. The key to having these tough conversations is to be intentional. You can't wait until they come to you. Culture has over-sexualized everything and has made it uncool to talk to your parents about this subject. We need to break down those barriers and show them how we can be the source of information. Ladies, In all you do, lead by example. Ask yourself, am I holding myself to the same standards I'm requiring of my children? Am I asking them to get in the word, but I'm not doing it myself? As it pertains to social media, what kind of content am I posting? Am I asking my kids to stay off their phones, but I myself am tethered to my device? You know, there have been many times where if I'm being honest, I find myself scrolling mindlessly on social media, being overloaded with information and content, finding that I need a major break from my phone. I've had to put my phone down and just say, you know what? Not now. I need a break. I need to realign myself with what God is calling me to do with my time. And I highly doubt it's spending hours on my phone looking at mindless things. The boys have seen my husband and I do this on many occasions, and as a result, they've come to us on their own to let us know their spirit has been checked. They need a break. They are choosing to listen and walk in that obedience as a result of the transparency and example that has been set before them. This brings me to my last and final point on guidance through prayer and community. Proverbs 22.6 instructs us to train up a child in the way he should go. 
and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Ladies, we need to guide them in the way they should go, and whatever that is, it should always point them back to Jesus. Sisters, it's so important that we seek him through prayer and daily commit our children to the Lord. Asking him for wisdom, we need every day to lead, guide, and direct each one of our children in the way God sees fit. If you're a parent of multiple children, you know how different each child is. The gifts, call, and purpose he has for each one of them differs from one child to the next. You can't deal with them in a cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all manner, just as God doesn't deal with us that way. We need to guide them through those biblical standards and boundaries from the time they are very young so that when God lovingly nudges them, they are receptive and obedient to his voice. With that being said, it is so important to have a community of women in support. Just as we guard our children's friendships, we must also be mindful of who we allow into our lives and intimate circle. Be aware of the subtle seeds that are planted that can grab a hold of our hearts on a bad day and lead us down a path of discontent, questioning, and confusion. Oh, you work so hard. Does your husband ever help out? I don't know how you do it all without quality me time. You must be so exhausted. And you know what? On a good day, I can combat these comments with the truth and proper perspective. But if you catch me on a bad day, these comments might cause a very ugly seed to grab a hold of my heart and make me discontent with my role as a wife and mother. Ladies, find a core group of women who are anchored in God's word. Women whom you have given the authority to speak truth, encouragement, and love into your life. Women who at the drop of a hat will fall to their knees in prayer and intercede on your behalf. I can honestly say that I've made some of my nearest and dearest friends here at Virtue. I highly encourage you to take advantage of the many resources our church and women's Bible studies have to offer. Get plugged into a small group. Once again, I'm Eileen Bailey. It's been such a joy to be with you today. Thank you for inviting me in and allowing me to speak into your life today. Join me as I close this out in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this time of getting the word and receiving your truths and instruction. Lord, we commit our children to you and ask that you would have your way with them. Lead them, instruct them, and use them mightily for the furtherance of your kingdom. Help us to raise up an army of righteous warriors. Give us the tools and wisdom we need to equip them and prepare them for what you have in store. We pray not against the trials that are to come in their lives, but that they would be able to overcome them with your peace and power. That as the enemy tries to trip them up and confuse them, that they would not look around for answers, but that they would look up. We thank you and commit our precious ones to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.